0: What is it that we as a public need to know about the public protector, first off?
1: Well, you know, I think uh, thanks to the disturbing work that Tuti that, uh, Madunsella has done, many South Africans do know a lot more about what work the public protector does than they used to know. But I think they need to know in greater detail what she does. I mean, for example, they need to know that she doesn't only do high-profile cases like Kundla and the SABC and the like, but that she also is concerned with thousands of everyday cases of people who can't get their ID documents or into the housing allocation queue. They need to know that. And for the purposes of this campaign, they particularly need to know that they have the right to play a very direct role In the appointment of the new public protector, and that's what we are going to highlight, and that's what we are going to enable in the in the campaign. We're going to enable people to nominate public protector. We're going to enable them to see the interviews and submit questions to the interview as their parliamentary interviews, and we're going to ask them as well to vote on who they think the public protector should be.
0: Are you working with the office of the public protector on this campaign?
1: No, not directly, um, but they certainly do know about our campaign, and and uh, you know I'm sure that they're they're sympathetic to it. And in fact, we have conducted a, a poll, a survey amongst the employees of the Public Protector, uh, Public Protector's office, to gauge what sort of qualifications they think the public, a new public protector should have and what sort of priorities they think a public protector should have. And so we will be attempting to build up by doing more of these kind of surveys a profile of what the public think and what interest groups like the employees of the public protector's office think we should expect from our new public protector.
0: David, not to take away from the campaign its significance or, or even its effect in the public, I mean, but, but shouldn't this be coming from the public protector's office itself? It is an awareness campaign about that organization, not not yours.
1: Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, and I'm sure they they do so. I mean, I know they do a lot of outreach work. There might be some... Uh, you know, reluctance to be seen to be, you know, getting involved in the selection of the next public protector. But, you know, for our purposes, you know, we're an NGO whose work would have been very, very much more difficult, difficult as it already is, it would have been very much more difficult had it not been for the work that the public protector has done. And so it's a first order importance for us who want the public to participate in combating corruption Uh, to ensure that the public know that there is at least this one public institution that has taken them really seriously, that has taken the public really seriously, and we want to ensure that the next uh, public protector is equally a a person committed to defending the public rather than to defending the executive.
0: So come the 19th of October 2016, when Tuli Madunsela's term Mm -hmm. expires as public protector, what happens in this period running up to that? How do we as the public get involved in that appointment?
1: We will will run a a public education campaign using a variety of online, face-to-face, radio, television, uh, newspaper work, media work, educating the public about the nomination process and the character of the Public Protective office and its rights and duties. So, what should in we know Parliament, now? What,
0: what should we know now about that, David?
1: You should know now: a) that the office is very important for, for, for the perspective of combating corruption, and b) that you can take part in the nomination process. And Parliament will soon appoint an ad hoc committee that will call for nominations and then the public participation part of the process will kick in when we start to ask the public to make nominations and to think about what sort of public protector they want when they make those nominations. And then uh, the, 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 there will be a short list that will go before a parliamentary committee who will interview them and we will make sure that those interviews are conducted in as transparent a way as is humanly possible. And, and so the public will have a chance maybe to file questions. We will try to interview candidates on on publicly accessible uh, media channels. And then when the recommendation goes to the National Assembly and from the National Assembly to the President, we will be asking the public to voice their opinion on who they think the public protector should be.
0: David, just one thing before we let you go. Corruption Watch mm. has also been granted leave to intervene as an mm. amicus curiae or, or a friend of the court uh, mm. in the EFF and DA's application uh, on the Inkandla report tomorrow. I mean, what input yes. are you hoping to make by, by asking for this amicus curiae at court?
1: Well, we were in amicus curiae, a friend of the court, in the Supreme Court of Appeals' decision in the SABC matter that decided that the powers of the public protector, the remedial powers of the public protector, were binding and not merely advisory as the government had been contending for. And this is the next and final stage of that process. So our, our involvement is not directly about Mkandla or about the... The SABC, but it's about the proper constitutional interpretation of the role of, of the of the nature of the powers of the public protector, and we will hope that the, we will hope to ensure that the constitutional court affirms the decision of the Supreme Court of Appeal, which supported our submission.